Hi, everyone. This is NASCAR driver Kenny Wallace. You are on the road with Dane and WGN. There's one reason this race is so big. All the rest of our races, okay? If you win at Martinsville or you win at Chicagoland Speedway, you are the winner. When you win the Daytona 500, you are not a winner. You are the Daytona 500 champion. There's a big difference. It's the 67th Daytona 500, the great American race. It is Dane here with you, 720 WGN, uh, on the road, and literally on the road. We are on the road in a car in Daytona with the one and only, you know, one of the greatest personalities in the history of motorsport, Kenny Wallace himself. Kenny, you are here walking the streets, and we've run into you. Yeah, you know, uh, the Daytona International Motor Speedway has become a destination now. Of course, Daytona, you know, is the home of NASCAR, and they have their offices here, and they've also got a mall here, outside mall. It's beautiful. The fans are walking around. We were getting credentials, and uh, we're going at it. We're so excited about the Daytona 500 coming up. I've been down here for literally three weeks racing my dirt car at Volusia Speedway Park. Just got done racing it. had a great, great weekend. We raced six straight nights, and so, yeah, I'm all excited. We talk about, and when it comes to sports, is that there is no other sport that is more fully appreciated in person than motorsports and than racing. And so we talk to all those people that get out there and see racing in person, whether it's dirt tracks or whether it's stock cars. And, you know, whatever it is that you're getting out there, the sights, the sounds, the smells. Talk a little bit about this race, in particular, the Super Bowl, the sport, the Daytona 500. Well, it's sold out at 100,000 people. So that gives everybody a little taste, a little flavor You know, I'm a St. Louis boy. You know, I'm a big fan of all of baseball. So I've been to Wrigley. You know, you can can watch the Cubs or listen to the Cubs. But if you go to Wrigley, there's nothing like it. That's the way the Daytona 500 is. You can watch it, listen. But until you come to Daytona, and not just Daytona, you know, International Speedway, but we're talking about the beach, one of the world's most famous beaches. I mean, this is a destination, and it only happens once a year. And uh, everybody is here. Everybody and anybody. And even if somebody doesn't want to come, they start going, my God, it's 20 degrees and snowing. I'm getting in my car and we're driving to Daytona. The weather is certainly a draw, but you hit on it, though, too, is when it comes to NASCAR, unlike, let's say, baseball, even our beloved teams, whether it's the Cubs or maybe it's the White Sox, right, or, or it's the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, there are a bunch of games going on around and, you know, people that are supporting each team. But here, it is an all-star race every time in NASCAR. Everybody that's involved in the sport is here. The Daytona 500 is, I think, a, a step higher because you have people from all walks of notoriety you'll have movie stars tv stars professional athletes olympians i heard that there's a rumor uh, on the street and you're probably privy to this too that the president of the united states is going to be here too this is special nine times out of ten all the presidents want to come to the daytona 500 well we had ronald reagan here in 84 never forget it you know richard petty won that race And as the president, President Reagan, was landing at the commercial airport, right behind the back straightaway, there is a picture that was taken that is legendary now. It shows the great Richard Petty racing down the back straightaway and, you know, the president's plane, Air Force One, landing. That that picture will go down as history. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, any president or any movie actor, anybody's trying to promote themselves, they ought to come where there's 100,000 people and about you know, 15 million people watching. So, uh, you know, those are the real, you know, numbers as far as how many people will be watching the Daytona 500. And uh, 
yeah, it, it all works out really good. You know, it's it's Daytona. It's warm. It's the biggest race in the world. It's right there with the Indianapolis 500 or, you know, the 24-hour mile over in Europe. So uh, it's one of the biggest races. From a driver's perspective, and you raced in this race many, many times, is it because there's an opportunity for immortality in there? Is it because of the history of the track? Is it because people would add it to their resume? If From a driver's perspective, is there is there more, more butterflies getting behind the wheel for this? There's one reason this race is so big. All the rest of our races, okay, if you win at Martinsville or you win at Chicagoland Speedway, you are the winner. You win the race. When you win the Daytona 500, you're not a winner. You are the Daytona 500 champion. There's a big difference. These are called crown jewels. You know, the Daytona 500 is number one. You know, then we might have, you know, the Coke 600, which is our longest race. So there's a handful, two or three races that you are a champion and you're not called a winner. So when you win the Daytona 500, if, it, if you only win this race, and no other. You do not get lost in history. So at all the rest of our tracks, you have to really look and see who was the winners. Here, your name is on the most famous trophy we have. It's in the Hall of Fame. It's a big deal. Well, they're talking about some changes coming up with NASCAR and the schedule and kind of shaking it up as far as where that they race or the type of races and some things are going to change down the road. Talk a little bit about your thoughts on that as these opportunities to kind of just shuffle things around and make it new not only for the drivers but the fans don't come around all that often. What would you like to see? Well, for Media Day, people were talking about maybe new markets, different markets, smaller markets, maybe some road courses. What do you think? Well, 2020 this year will be the last year of NASCAR as we know it. In 2021, it's going to be a crazy year because after 2021, we're going to know where we stand in this sport as far as NASCAR goes. We know that we have to reinvent ourselves. You know, we're in an era right now where kids are getting online and we call it iRacing and it's paying $50,000 to win. So let me paint the picture for you. This is what we're up against. You're in a home in a normal subdivision. And this kid gets on a $10,000 computer, and he's sitting in a real race car seat in his living room, and the whole family runs to the kitchen, okay? And this kid is on a very good Wi-Fi. He's connected with hundreds of people throughout the United States, and they drop the green flag in this simulator, we call it. So he's in the living room, right? And the family's in the kitchen, and they're checking on him. He's got headphones on, and he's really racing. Yep. And it just happened four months ago. He was with Roush. He just races on a simulator in his living room, and he won the race, and he won $50,000. This is what the real NASCAR is up against now. Everybody says to me, what's changed? What's different? I'm like, are you kidding me? Pull your cell phone out and tell me what's changed. We have a big societal shift now. So NASCAR is getting ready to add midweek races, races on Tuesdays, Thursdays. And the car is going to be a complete different car. It's going to be a whole new look to combat the new societal shift, not just in sports, but in life. 
It's so strange that you mentioned that. For the listeners out there in our vast listening audience, we reach 38 states in Canada at night. If you did not think that this was right on top of you and ready to happen, Kenny Wallace just informed you. And it's so strange because even just in the last, I don't know, six months, I've done interviews with Juan Pablo Montoya, who's won, you know, his Formula One driver, and he's won the Indianapolis 500. Clint Boyer was just talking about doing it now as far as the opportunities to, you know, have fun and, like, race, let's say, the Chili Bowl, right, and race the Daytona 500 and just the advances, not only that it's come as, as maybe a gaming system, but also it's a potential career. Like you said, people are doing this. I know in the Formula One side, it's translated not only as, to a spectator sport where people are making money, but there are people that are, are great on simulators where it transfers directly. They're able to get in a car and be competitive. Yeah, and I believe Dale Earnhardt Jr. was the first one to start doing that, where he would get on, Dale Jr. would get online to have fun, and say, oh, my God, I can't beat this one kid. What is his name? And now that one kid is running really good, winning a lot of races. So, uh, yeah, we are, you know, the best thing I can say is a societal shift. We have baseball players in simulators swinging the bat in their living rooms. It is a whole new world now. And uh, I got to tell you, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd go to Disney World, and you'd come out of the Epcot out of the roller coaster, and, and it, it would show, you know, what our future looked like. And my gosh... I couldn't conceive it, but it has really happened. Here we are 30 years later, and it's really happening. It's one thing on the baseball side, Moneyball, right, to use the stats and kind of use you know video and science and statistics in order to become a better player. I always make a case and just did earlier in, in our conversation that being there, there's no substitute. So now being in this kid's living room is going to be the closest thing to experiencing racing. Is that true? You know, this is a very controversial subject. Yeah. In other words, I don't like it, yeah. but that doesn't mean they should not like me. In other words, I believe in realism. See, I'm the type of kid that grew up running creeks, you know, climbing a tree, putting a tree house in. I cannot conceive sitting in your living room on a simulator and getting raved reviews. But but it's okay. I'm not condemning. Please don't misunderstand me. I think these kids are heroes. But, you know, listen, I worked for Fox Sports out of L.A. We're talking... Real Fox Sports, you know, Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, my boss was Eric Shanks, right. the president of Fox Sports. So with that said, they would have meetings with us. And they said, when you go on air, remind people how dangerous this is. The allure of racing is dangerous. I don't think you're going to hurt yourself in your living room online. <laughs> so there's something about realism. Now, once again, don't condemn me. Don't get mad at me. And I don't condemn those people. I'm just saying that's where we are at in life. I think of it as as this, and you mentioned NASCAR is going to make some change. I think it's not either or. I think it's and. And you bring up the opportunity to maybe it can be the conversation starter that leads to more either awareness or acceptance or excitement about racing because that's always been one of those things. One of the first conversations I had with Kyle Petty, I said, well, how would you can't just go out for it like you can baseball, right? How do you get into, how would kids get into this? And he said, you got to know someone with a lot of money. So this could be an entry point to be able to understand, you know, what it is and as it gets better, to be able to kind of participate and enjoy it. One of the things that people have said as far as as NASCAR changes is to maybe get into some of these markets that are probably popular on the dirt track side, you know, or go to Iowa or go some of these places that just don't have that kind of event. So let's talk a little bit about the dirt track side of things. This is, you know, for people that are purists and fans of, of racing, this is something that you love, you participate, you do, you succeed in, you know, and it's the kind of thing that a lot of people, I think, would, would appreciate. Steve O'Donnell, you know, one of our 
bosses at NASCAR came out about three weeks ago and said, look, we made some mistakes. And it's very clear. One of the mistakes was is they didn't recognize short track racing. It was thought of as, oh, those guys down there. And, and you know, it's like, hold on, time out here. Where where did your drivers like Kyle Busch or Clint Boyer, where did they come from? You know, Clint Boyer comes from Emporia, Kansas, at a little dirt track called, you know, Riverside. You know, where did the Bush brothers come from? They come from the bull ring out in Vegas. So they made a mistake, and, and NASCAR is now ready to fix it. So what they're doing is they're reaching out to people like me. I'm 56 years old. I race my dirt car all over the United States with great sponsors like UNOH, the University of Northwestern Ohio, JEGS. I got good sponsors. NASCAR is looking at me so to help out what I'm going to do. This August 18th on a Tuesday night, I will be running with NASCAR and their Canadian series. I will be running their first ever dirt race in Oshwegan. So that this is the start of And first of all, you are exactly right. NASCAR is now coming out with a new plan to get back with their roots get, embrace yeah. you know embrace new Smyrna Speedway embrace Kankakee Speedway in Kankakee Illinois you know embrace these short tracks because you know that's where everybody comes from so that's what NASCAR is getting ready to do I'm the dirt track guy everybody knows that it's me Kenny Schrader it's Clint Boyer it's Tony Stewart Kyle Larson you know Rico Abreu with you know Kyle Larson Christopher Bell these are all big names in dirt racing. If you include these dirt racing fans into NASCAR, they're, they're going to come to the NASCAR races to cheer their dirt racers on. So with Ricky Stenhouse being on the pole for the Daytona 500, that means there's hundreds of thousands of dirt fans out there that now are going to tune in to the Daytona 500. You see kind of that crossover. And in in recent years, you could see NASCAR kind of distancing itself from really what is the roots of it and where a lot of these drivers, some of these household names actually started. And so one of the final things, Kenny, like when you're out there and people are always talking to you, is this one of the connections? D- does the average dirt track fan, do they aspire for this? They say, hey, can you bring the things together? Or you that have experienced both sides of it think that would be really strong. All dirt track fans come up to me and they say a couple of things. They say, Kenny Wallace... We sure do miss you on Fox Sports. You know, last year I retired because I wanted to create a dream where I raced my dirt car. And I give motivational speeches. I take care of my sponsors. But everywhere I go, that's the number one thing. You know, they're like, we don't like NASCAR. We're mad at them. But we sure did love you on those those pre-games and post-games. So it tells me that they're watching. Yeah. They're just mad. They want NASCAR to love them again. So it's simply put. The local racing fans want NASCAR to love them again. They feel like they've been shunned, and I believe that's where NASCAR and Steve O'Donnell, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try very hard to repair that damage that they've done. It's going to be exciting. We're going to see all of it happening for the Daytona 500, the 62nd running of it, the great American race here. And then we'll see as NASCAR changes, and of course Kenny Wallace will be there shepherding us through the the challenging, the the growing pains, if you will. So Kenny, for those people that want to see you out doing dirt track course, people love you. You're very prolific on social media. They follow all your adventures. i got to ask you first off, are you surprised? This is a great conduit because people who have asked for and demanded more Kenny Wallace and maybe aren't getting as much of it from Fox, they're getting it from the social media. Are you surprised how that's gone? Yes, it's shocked me. It really has. You know, everywhere I go, it's like, Kenny Wallace, I follow you on Facebook or follow you on Twitter or Instagram. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that have 
saved my career or like my mom Judy would say Kenny you keep reinventing yourself and I say mom I don't mean to I don't even know what I'm doing it just we just keep going but uh yeah you know uh, social media is the root of all evil but it really is good if people will just be a little bit nicer so I use some techniques where I don't see that stuff anymore I really don't go into replies very much because replies is where you can get in trouble. I communicate with the fans and uh, let them know what's up and give everybody a lot of love and let them know we're all in this together. And, uh, you know, entertain people, you know, 80% of the time and let them know who my sponsors are, the other 20%. Lots of love for the sponsors, lots of love for the family. Last thing, you signed up for this. This has been your career, your passion, your life's work and all that and been well-received and beloved by the fans. But your family, too. Like, did, did they ever stop you and say, like, we didn't sign up for all this extra attention or are they uh, on board for the fun? I think they're on board. They're just way more mature than me. <laughs> you know, they say opposites attract. My wife, she was a straight-A student. I did what I needed to do to get by because I knew where I was going. See, I didn't need to go to college because I knew that I was going to be a NASCAR driver. Uh, now, I'm not telling people not to go to college. Right, right. I just, I went to college, and it was the school of my brother, Rusty Wallace. Yes. So I had a lot of internship, and uh, I just really wanted to go racing right away. So I met my wife in high school. They, they, we have our beautiful three children. They all knew what they were getting into. It's great stuff, and of course, we're happy and excited that you could uh, be here for the Daytona 500 again, and I'm sure the listeners of WGN, they don't hold the Cardinals against you, and they're excited, and uh, and thankful you could join us today on the show. Remember this, the Cardinals and Cubs need each other. Got good guys got to have bad guys, right? You got it. Hey, thanks a lot.